Thanks for downloading this IMSA Radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA Radio wherever they get their podcasts. And it's all live. The Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America on IMSA Radio. On IMSA Radio. Lamborghini Super Trofeo action from Watkins Glen, New York. It's round four of the 2023 season, and anytime you come to upstate New York in the summertime, well, what you get is unpredictability, both on the racetrack and with Mother Nature. You see the clouds in the background, showers in the area. Had a couple of those yesterday, and the drivers here in Lamborghini Super Trofeo may have to deal with that yet again today. The Finger Lakes area of New York State, right at the southernmost end of Seneca Lake, sits the village of Watkins Glen. They've been racing here since 1948 and on the permanent circuit a few years after that in 1956. 3.4 miles around, 11 turns, some great passing areas, turn one, the inner loop, and turn eight. For some of those, there is elevation change here. High speed, low speed, you have it all, and that is the challenge. There's a look at the inner loop that was added in 1992 to slow the cars down a little bit before that carousel at the end of the back straightaway. And then down into the boot, the toe of the boot, turn eight, the heel of the boot, back up onto the short course, and you've completed a lap here at Watkins Glen. Expecting plenty of action today. We saw plenty of action yesterday in race number one. Let's take a look back. Really, the first part of the race was somewhat non-eventful until we got to the pit stops. It was a great start by Gianno Torino in the number 88 up front, that red, white, and green Lamborghini Huracan Super Trofeo. And then they came in for the pit stop. Torino hands over to Lucas Peterson. Everything seemed to be on the go, and he gets back out in the lead. But then some rain began to fall on the circuit catching drivers out. Wesley Slump, one of those to spin, the AM category, then Tom Capizzi, Sebastian Saavedra as well, and Todd Coleman, big impact into the inside wall. We go back to racing. Peterson on the final lap looks to have a lead, but remember that pit stop where everything looked perfect? Well, it wasn't. They were short on the pit stop, just .589 seconds. There's a multiplier. It takes it up to 1.76 seconds penalty and in the end he loses that victory that appeared to be his there on the final lap Capizzi wins in the 46 David Staub in the 48 and Am and Wilgus in the 50 in LB Cup all four winners yesterday repeat winners they won the last time out in the second round at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca Who's going to win today? Brian Till and Jeremy Shaw with you, bringing you Raging Bulls from Watkins Glen. Jeremy, those final few laps yesterday where they knew that they had to close down, had to close down to try to close in on the 88 up front. That was exhilarating stuff. It was absolutely sensational, Brian, yes. Uh, And I spoke to both of the drivers just a few minutes ago before the start of this race. And Danny Formal says uh, it felt good. He said, going into the last hit, I've got to send it, he said. Huge smile on his face. Brilliant drive by him to take the win. Lucas Peterson, he just made a slight bobble out at the inner loop, and that cost him a couple of tenths of a second. And that ultimately was the, the, the difference between first and second. But it was a really good drive by both of those two yesterday. Lucas Peterson, still new to this uh, to this uh, sport ca- sports car ranks. He drove in GB3 open-wheel cars up until making the move over and doing some racing here last year. He's a student at the University of Miami. It's part of the Phi Delta Theta uh, fraternity, he asked me to mention to his buddies down in Miami watching today. <laughs> and he's looking to make, you know, make, make amends for yesterday and perhaps come away with a win. But he's got some work to do, start seventh in this field. Well, as we always talk about four different classes of drivers, not cars in Lamborghini Super Trofeo. There is the pro category, pro-am, and then the am category and LB Cup. And really, it just is a matter of the driver experience as to what group you're going to be in. If you're a silver or a gold level driver and you're combined together, you're going to be in pro. If you're silver, silver, you're going to be in pro. And then after that, silver and bronze is in 
the AM category and back in the LB Cup for drivers that really haven't been rated yet by the FIA, new drivers. And so they all drive the same equipment, but speed differentials, the delta on the racetrack can be extreme at times. Yeah, they can. There's a big differential in the lap times, but uh, it's a big field. We're gonna, we've got a couple of non-starters for this race, unfortunately. Tom Tate was involved in a shunt yesterday in uh, qualifying. He will not take the start. Dan Decker's car, however, also shunted in qualifying. That car has been repaired by the World Speed Motorsports team, so number 33 will start. Number 555, however, will not. Brett Jacobson feeling unwell last night, so he's pulled out that number 55 car, due to share with Joel Miller. So let's have a quick rundown of the starting order. Right at the back of the 34 cars that will start this race is Tyler Cook, who uh, didn't set a time in FP2. By the way, the second session that determined the starting position for this grid was, rain, was uh, stopped due to an incident yesterday. So the times they're using to set the grid were the practice times from, from free practice two. Tyler Cook didn't set a time in car number 12, so we'll start last. Uh, uh, back on the, uh, uh, towards the back grid, also number 89, Fred Roberts, and then Sean Pruitt in car number 22. Row 16 will be uh, completed by Rogelio Perusia in car number 34. Row 15 is Tiger Tari in car number 17 and Dan Decker in the repaired number 33. Lane Vacala will start number 66 from the 28th position alongside Graham Doyle in car number 10. Raymond Davoudi in car number 11 and John Hirschberg in number 86 will share row 13. Ahead of, the, ahead of them is Mark Wilgus, car number 50, who won the LB Cup class yesterday, but on the pole position effectively for LB Cup. 23rd on the grid is Ophir Levy, a teammate for Forte Racing, powered by US Racetronics, his first pole in LB Cup. Todd Coleman will start coming at 96. Alongside him on row 11 is Jeff Courtney in 99. Rob Walker in number 45 and Wesley Slim in car number 9 will share row 10. Nick Persing making his sports car debut this weekend in car number 8 will start 18th. Alongside Chris Belomo in car number 68. David Starb, the AM winner yesterday, will start 16th today in car number 48. Alongside Kuan Tandon in car number 42. Kevin Madsen. Winner at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca in tw number 24 will start 14th alongside Tom Capizzi, yesterday's Pro-Am winner in car number 46. Shayan Chandrasoma, the uh, Am champion last year, moving up to Pro-Am this year, will start 12th in car number 20 alongside the vet veteran Pierre Klein-Newbing in 07. Two Pro-Am cars on row 5, Mark Miller in car number 41 and Cole Loftsgaard number 47. Sebastian Saavedra will start number 30 in the 8th position alongside Lucas Peterson, second yesterday in car number 88. Glenn McGee, who's just hopped out of his MX-5 Cup car, uh, a race about 20 minutes ago, he will start 6th today uh, in the number 69 car alongside Andy Lee in car number 14. Row 2 is Jake Walker in 77 and Ryan Norman in car number 84, two pro cars. And then on the front row Alex Premer, the Best of the Pro-Am cars for Forte Racing, powered by US Racetronics. That's car number 70, and on the pole position, the championship leaders, and a narrow victory yesterday. His sixth pole position for Danny Formal in car number one for Wayne Taylor Racing with Andretti Autosport. Well, thank you, Jeremy. And a little bit different starting procedure. Typically, a reconnaissance lap and then one pace lap, but two pace laps here this weekend just with the compressed schedule. So the time started at the beginning of the second pace lap. So you already see the time for the race. That clock is already ticking away. Danny Formal with a bit of a jump there at the start. I'm sure the officials are going to look at that as Tony Miller waves the green flag. We are racing at Watkins Glen, but that was a bit of an awkward start. And behind him, the Cars need to stay in column formation until they cross the start-finish line. And I believe, Jeremy, three or four rows back, I saw cars out of order. So I'm sure the officials will look at that. They'll also look at the problem that we just had towards the back of the pack in turn one. Yeah, there's a spinner. That's uh, car number 86 uh, spinning at the uh, at right at the back of the field in, in turn one. There, That is one of the uh, uh, LB Cup contenders, John Hirschberg. A bit of a kerfuffle at the back, but I think it was able to continue. But a good start there by Danny Formal. He leads this race. John Hirschberg with some problems this year. He just hasn't had luck go his way. And now a problem early on, but he's got plenty of time, especially if we were to get a full course caution. So put your head down, focus forward, and go. And that's exactly what Danny Formal is doing right now. And Alexander Premont behind him in the 70. 
uh, a very experienced driver. Not a lot of experience in this Lamborghini Huracan Super Trofeo Evo 2. That's true. Been driven just about everything else in his career over the years. <laughs> uh, a winner of, of lots of open wheel races, including the Macau Grand Prix. You, you don't win the Macau Grand Prix unless you are very special. Uh, Premat is certainly yeah. that. He loves uh, driving these cars. Only running in the second position now in the Pro-Am class. He'll be sharing that uh, number 70 car this weekend uh, with... Uh, with um, Where's my shit chart gone? Sorry, Jay Logan. Jay my, Logan. My, 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 my bad there. Uh, but uh, he's running a super second place right now, but right behind him in third position, Jake Walker uh, is uh, running very well indeed ahead. I think, he, I think he got ahead perhaps of Ryan Norman. Jake Walker, new to this series, but the performance that he's put in has been impressive in the pro category this year, Jeremy. I mean, he was kind of the revelation of practice on Friday as I believe he was quickest in the first session. And so that young driver really coming along well as Danny Formal puts another lap in. And one of the things that we saw yesterday, I think, was Kyle Marcelli really conserving the hand-cooked tires on that number one. So Danny Formal had a car to run with at the end, and that was absolutely paramount there in the final lap. It, it was because the tire wear certainly is an issue here. There's somebody going slowly at the back Ooh. of the field. And that was... Who that was, that was big time lockup by Hershberg, I believe. Yep. Look to the back. See all that tire smoke. That is typically not what you expect to see out of a car with anti-lock brakes. So I don't know if he had some type of a problem, but a lot of lot of tire smoke as Hershberg goes flying into turn one. The car goes around, back underway. The car seems to be okay, but I'm sure he's going to be careful with that brake pedal here for the next lap or two until he determines exactly what he has. Yeah, that was kind of weird, wasn't it? Uh, but uh, as you say, uh, back underway again. He was a pole sitter in the LB Cup class at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca last time out. So yeah, he's got a reasonable amount of experience in these cars. Had 26 starts previously, uh, and he's had uh, two LB Cup wins, uh, and that was his the pole, first pole last time, last, uh, at last event. Davuti with a problem as well. And these ABS systems in these Lamborghinis, you've got 12 different settings. So depending on where you are, it depends on how intrusive it will be. So perhaps just a setting issue on cold hand-cooked tires in the beginning. But we're back underway. All the cars are up and running. Start still under review. That's the message from race control. So they will look at that, not only at Danny from Mall, but also those rows behind there to see if perhaps someone was out of line before. <laughs> look at this. Before the line, and man, real big pressure there. Nico Rieger, I believe, in the 20, or actually, Shihan Chandrasoma right now, aboard that beautiful gold number 20. Really, really tight racing into turn one. Yeah, he was the uh, the winner last year of the AM class. His first ever season, well, he'd, he'd done a couple of F4 races before that, but really very little racing for Shihan. And uh, he's going to be sharing that car with Nico Rieger this weekend. And Nico didn't, didn't take part in the uh, first race of the season. Last year, he was part of the AM class along with uh, David Starr. They finished second in the championship just behind Shian Chandrasoma. Well, this time, they're driving together, uh, Chandrasoma and Riga, who was originally from, from Houston, Texas, but now lives in Austin, as does Shian. So those two are, are good buddies, and uh, they've showed good speed this weekend. It's a big battle they've got going on there with Cole Lofsgaard, amongst others, in the Pro-AM class, and a whole bunch of other contenders as well. It's tight in the midfield, isn't it? Now, absolutely tight, actually, throughout the different classes, and that's what you have to be careful of. It was Kevin Madsen wore that beautiful red, white, and blue number 24 who was having the go with Chandra Soma there in turn one. Different classes, so you've got to be careful, again, to know who you're racing with. Madsen sharing that 24 with Ron Atapatu, and that really is a color scheme. Atapatu has been running in Lamborghini Super Trofeo since its inception here in North America, and that is the original color scheme he had on the first Lamborghini that he ran, so he kind of resurrected it for the 2023 season. Remember, they won at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca in race number one. Struggled a little bit since then, but Madsen sights forward. Yeah, he's done uh, a good job. He, he, he had that uh, somewhat fortuitous win at uh, WeatherTech Raceway, taking advantage of various incidents on the final lap of the first race. Certainly wasn't expected to come up where we away with the wind, but did, uh, and took it very gratefully. 
but uh, yeah, involved in that huge battle in the midfield now. He's, he's again another name with uh, which we're not particularly familiar, but Kevin Madsen has been has been uh, you know, been fast in these cars from the moment he stepped aboard. Does a lot of test driving, a lot of stunt driving, amongst other things as well. Well, we don't need any stunt driving today. We saw plenty of action yesterday when the rain came in. So hopefully that stays away. But you talk about fortuitous wins, and it makes me think of something that Doug Feehan said years ago, who was the manager of the Corvette racing program for years and years. And I'm going to get the percentages wrong, but I asked him about winning one time, and he said something like it's 80% preparation, 5% skill, and 15% luck. So it's one of those deals that if you find luck and it works for you, then that's great, and perhaps that's what – Atapatu and Madsen found at WeatherTech Raceway, but you know what? You take them any way you can get them. Yeah, isn't that right? As particularly as competitive as this series has become now, with 34 cars here starting this race, 36 here in total, uh, and the prospect of a couple more, I gather, for the for the next round, which will be at Road America in a few weeks' time. So this uh, this championship is is really ramping up. It's super competitive. It just provides some tremendous Uh-oh. racing. Uh oh. Problem at turn eight. The eight car is off as well as the 50 or 68, I should say. And I'm not sure if they got together. That's where we saw problems yesterday when the rain came. But I have seen no rain on the windscreens or on the camera. That's the 68 of Chris Belomo and Johannes Van Overbeck. Winners in class at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. And, yeah, that was the eight. Nate Stacy, Nick Persing sharing that car this weekend. And I. I'm sure race control is going to look at that. Anytime two cars get together, they're going to determine who has the fault in that, if anyone does. Nick Persing behind the wheel of the number eight right now. Yeah, ne- never driven an oak-wheel car prior to this weekend. Uh, anything other than oak-wheel car, I should say, prior to this weekend for Nick Persing. So it's a very steep learning curve for him. He No testing, hadn't been to this race track before either. This is not the easiest track to learn. I mean, it's a confidence track, this one, uh, with all these high-speed corners here and so much elevation change as well. But uh, Nick Persing, you know, got us to speed pretty quickly, but, uh, yeah, maybe a bit too quickly. Good pace at the front of the field by Danny Formal, extending his lead now 3.2 seconds. He pulled out more than a second on that last lap over Danny Formal as a result of the fact... He set a new fastest lap of the race, 147.2 for our race leader, Danny Formal. The fastest lap of the race yesterday, which he set on that final lap, was a 147.8. So already significantly quicker than that this morning. You know, those final three, four, five laps yesterday, we talked about it at the beginning, were absolutely stunning as Formal was chasing down Peterson in the 88 it was closing in somewhere between half a second and seven tenths of a second per lap he knew what he needed it was just a question as to whether he was going to get there speaking of getting there the 88 now trying to get past the 86 down the front straightaway yeah so but lucas it, peterson it, has made up two positions on that last lap uh, the uh, 86 cars a lap down uh, but uh, fighting their way through the, the rest of this leading pack this is the battle for fifth position which Lucas Peterson now got himself to the head of. Uh, that's the good news. The bad news is he's almost six seconds behind the car in front of him, which is Ryan Norman in fourth. Well, when we talk about how that transpired yesterday, Jeremy, and where did where was that 1.767 seconds? Where did that come from? It came from a short pit stop. In Lamborghini Super Trofeo, you have a minimum time on pit lane, and for this weekend, for two drivers, it's 120 seconds. For one driver, it's 123 seconds. If you're a second or less short, there is a penalty because you've gotten out on the racetrack a little bit quicker, and there's a multiplier. That multiplier is three. That means their pit stop in the 88 was 0.589 seconds short. You multiply it, 1.767 seconds. As soon as the officials know that, they present that to the teams and say, you either need to get going because the gap that you think you have isn't really what you have. And both teams knew that. Peterson had his head down, but you called it. In the inner loop on that final lap, car slid just a little bit. And Formal had been gaining half a second to three-quarters of a second a lap. And on that last lap, it was over a second, both because of the lap that Formal put in and that slight mistake that Peterson made. And that was the difference. Even though the 88 was ahead on the racetrack at the drop of the checkered, with that time penalty, 
moved behind the number one. You're right, it was that combination, that fastest lap of the race on the final lap by uh, Danny Fulmer. It was a brilliant drive by him. It was seriously uh, impressive. But, uh, you know, this is uh, good, nice... Uh, yeah, I mean, Danny Fulmer is making it uninteresting at the moment by pulling away at the front of the field. 1 minute 47.9 last time around for the race leader. Uh, as opposed to 148.3 for, well, just about everybody else behind him. Actually, certainly the next three, which is Alex Prema in number 70, leading the Pro-Am class, and number 77 is Jake Walker, who's hanging in there very, very nicely indeed in that 47 Motorsports, car number 77, and then Ryan Norman not far back as well in car number 84. The other classes, uh, Glenn McGee, who uh, is doing a super job in the car number 69 for... The Precision Performance Motorsports team leading in AM, sixth place overall in car number 69, right behind Lucas Peterson. Uh, and then leading the LB Cup class is Ophir Levy, still from the pole position in car number 13 in a 22nd position. Good battle for that LB Cup win. Down the back straightaway into the inner loop right now. Levy in that kind of tan camouflage, number 13, the 50 just behind him. Good battle and for... Wilgus, he's been spectacular over the last couple of races, won the last two, but, and Ophir Levy has had bad luck throughout the season, but Levy right now has not put a wheel wrong aboard that number 13, leads the class as they head down to the toe of the boot. Yeah, um, Mark Wilgus is uh, going to have to make a pass on his teammate if he wants to maintain that 100% record he has at the moment. <laughs> going to be hard to do and the question is jeremy how much of the tire do you use to try to hold on to a position right now or get a position back the 96 that goes by that was not a uh, in-class battle for mark wilgus so he lets him go we saw kyle marcelli conserve yesterday every racetrack has its personality you know they say at sebring respect the bumps well here at watkins Glen, these long flowing high-speed corners are just absolute torture to any tire that you place on any race car around this racetrack and so i think conserving is what got marcelli and formal the win yesterday you need to make sure that your teammate when they take over after the pit stop the mandatory pit stop they're going to have a car to race with it's exactly what we saw yesterday danny formal set the fastest lap of the race as we said on the final lap the only way you do that is if you have some hand cooked rubber left yeah, that's very true, but he's pushing hard now. Uh, he's, he's settling into uh, consistent lap times around about 1 minute 48.0, so throttle back just a little bit over the last couple of laps. He's still got a, a handy lead of about three seconds over Alex Prema in second position. Uh, meanwhile, Lucas Peterson, he was a little bit quicker than Ryan Norman on that last lap, driving number 88 car, uh, and uh, but he's still over five and a half seconds behind, but he is pulling away just a little bit from Glenn McGee and the rest of that pack that are dicing for the Pro-Am lead, uh, well, the Am car of uh, McGee, and then Andy Lee and Mark Miller battling for second place in Pro-Am, of course, because Alex Prema is ahead of them in second position on the road. For Glenn McGee in the 69 just in front of Andy Lee, that is a different class, so Andy Lee doesn't need to worry about that. Looking behind him, he's got Mark Miller in that bright orange and black Lamborghini really putting pressure on the rear wing of the number 14 right now. So Andy Lee's got his hands full trying to hold on to second in the Pro-Am category as they head into turn one. Yeah, there's battles all the way down this field. There's Shian Chandrasoma in that very distinctive gold car with around the outside taking the, the scenic route there <laughs> is color 42 of uh, Keon Tandon. So those two are uh, teammates at NTE Sport. Uh, and, uh, they are abs they're absolutely wheel-to-wheel -wheel going down into the corner. And Corn Tandon uh, didn't really have, have much option but to take the escape road. They're costing him just a little bit of time. But uh, it's a super battle that is going on there for the 12th and 13th places. And for 5th and 6th in Pro-Am. Whoa. Man, the speed differential there was absolutely stunning. That was the 22 car that seems to be... A, a little bit, and I actually a little bit is a kind word, a lot off the pace. Sean Pruitt and Carter Williams in the 22 in the Pro-Am category. And well off the pace coming out of the bus stop. It really checked everybody up. Glenn McGee had to lift. So did Andy Lee. And I believe Mark Miller, yes, it, he has gotten past Andy Lee. Mark Miller 
in that bright orange and black. Lamborghini has gotten his way past and may get past McGee on the way down to the heel of the boot, turn eight. Yeah, this is a this is probably the, the, the best battle in the field at the moment. Two cars side by side. Uh, and uh, Andy Lee in the, to, in the Sparkle Farts car, the pink car, pink unicorn entry from Flannel Isabella Sports just going, runs a little bit wide there. But he's uh, in the thick of this immense battle. Yeah, Sebastian Saavedra aboard the red number 30 was the big loser there. He was side by side with Andy Lee as they came through turn eight, kind of got shuffled back as they came back to turn nine onto the old course. It dropped him back two positions. I thought Saavedra was going to get Lee as they came out of turn eight, but ends up losing two positions in that ANSA entry. Now, as you say, the big gainer there was Mark Miller, who uh, has moved himself to the head of that train. Had a good charge towards the end of the race yesterday in that number 41 car that he is sharing with Paul Nemshoff. His family has been in uh, offshore boat racing for, offshore powerboat racing for many, many years. Had a lot of success uh, over, well, a bunch of decades, to be honest. Uh, Andy Lee all over the curbs in the interloop. Everybody seems to be right now as the pit window is open. See how many takers we have. And it really depends... I think a lot, Jeremy, on where you're running. Do you have traffic? Do you want to pit early? Maybe your faster driver is the second driver today. Obviously, for the number one entry, Danny Vermal and Kyle Marcelli, I think they're interchangeable. It's just plug and play there, as a lot of the pro entries are. But if you've got clean racetrack in front of you and you can lay some laps down, why not go ahead and do it? True that. True that's going to be uh, certainly uh, the... Uh the drivers who have a, a big differential between their uh, faster drive and the slow one, they will make their pit stop as soon as they can. Uh, the pit stop window, the, this is coming past the laps this time to complete lap 11 will be the first opportunity for the leaders. It's just those at the back of the pack that are able for which the, the window was already open at the beginning of this lap. And I think that was a great call by the number 77 Jake Walker behind the wheel of that 47 Motorsports Lamborghini Philadelphia entry. They had a lap car in front of him who ducked into the pits. That gives Walker open racetrack now. Maybe he can claw back a little bit of the time that he's lost to Danny Formal. The gap now 7.3 seconds. So this is an opportunity for Walker to lay down a couple of laps and see if he can close that down just a little bit on that open racetrack that he has in front of him. Yeah, meanwhile, there is the uh, number 88 car. That's the car that was led for most of the race yesterday. Lucas Peterson into the pits at the earliest opportunity. And Giano Torino hopping aboard that TR3 racing entry. The pit stop, minimum pit spot stop time has been led to the bit this weekend just so that all of the teams can check the tire pressures on their cars before they send them out for the second half of this 50-minute race. Alexander Primat with... A significant lead right now aboard the number 70 in the Pro-Am category from 40 Racing, powered by U.S. Racetronics. That's a Lamborghini San Diego entry. And for them, he can think about handing over to Jay Logan at any time because they've got that big gap ahead of them. And speaking of big gaps, Danny Formal looks in his rearview mirror, and he's not really worried about the 70 per se. That's overall, but... It's not an in-class battle, so I would imagine that Danny Formal doesn't really care too much about the 70 that he sees in his rearview mirror. In fact, the number one on pit road. Yeah, so, I mean, those, those two drivers, Danny Formal and Karl Marcelli, they're pretty close, very close on pace. Uh, but for uh, Alex Prema, who now, who now leads this race at uh, the end of uh, lap 12, his co-driver, Jay Logan, very new to the sport, doesn't nearly have the same pace as uh, Alex. But uh, speaking to them both yesterday, and Alex was seriously impressed with the pace that Alex Prema was showing. Uh, uh, he shouldn't be, be well he, he should have known that he does know that because that's why he picked him to be his co-driver but uh, and, uh, for sure Alex will stay out as long as he can before he comes in to hand over that number 70 car which now leads the race well there's that different strategy right based upon the class that you're in in that pro-am category where you've got the pro driver like an Alex Prima who is so incredibly quick yeah, leave him in as long as you possibly can. Let him continue to go out there and build that lead if he can. And therefore, the co-driver, when he gets in, the AM driver is going to have a little bit more cushion to work with. 
That's exactly right. Of course, we saw, as with yesterday, Mother Nature gets involved, and big leads go away pretty quickly when we go full-course caution. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is incredibly, incredible how quickly things change in these races. There might only be 50 minutes total, but uh, a lot uh, can go on. And you know, as we saw yesterday, the second half of the race has a completely different complexion to the first part of the race. And uh, that's what makes it exciting. It, I think it was, it was a tremendous exciting race yesterday. And with a little bit of a, a, a sort of a mini rain shower thrown in as well to make the track really slippery, really only in a couple of corners. And it caught a, a handful of drivers out. But that certainly made things very, very interesting for, for a little while. But uh, as quickly as the rain came, it left, thankfully, and left us to go dry in the closing stages. Brian Till, Jeremy Shaw with you from Watkins Glen International. This is race number four of the Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America Championship for 2023. So a great one yesterday and a good one going on right now. Mother Nature staying away. She visited yesterday with some rain showers, but those seem to be staying in the distance right now, and that's important for the drivers. As you look at the number 13 out of the toe of the boot, Afir Levy having a good run today. Levy in the LB Cup category, four different classes of drivers in Lamborghini Super Trofeo, and you can tell by looking at the windscreens, upper right-hand corner of the windscreen, there's a little triangle. Pro category cars, that triangle is orange, Pro-Am is yellow, Am is green, and LB Cup, the least experienced drivers, it is blue, and that helps not only the fans and television identify, but drivers as well, because there's also, I call it a chiclet, on the back of the car as Ophir Levy comes into the pitch, you can see that light blue little rectangle down on the lower left side of the car. So when you come up behind another car, you know whether you are racing with someone in your class or if that car in front of you might be in a different class. It really changes your perspective on how aggressive you want or need to be to get by. Yeah, it does. And here is Ophir Levy then. The LB Cup leader uh, comes into the pits that will allow Fred Roberts to go through into the lead of the class for a, a lap or two before he makes his mandatory pit stop. A slightly slower stop for Jake Walker in car number 77. He was running in the third position. Two minutes and eight seconds is shown as the uh, the time for him. Uh, he's driving solo, so uh, two minutes and three seconds is what, he sh what, what his minimum time would be. So he lost five seconds during that pit stop. I think these pit stop windows are an interesting time, Jeremy. If you're one of the first cars to pit and you get back out on a car that has spun the 45 around, I'm not exactly sure where that is, but that is the 45 out of Precision Performance Motorsports in Lamborghini Palm Beach. Is that the toe of the boot? I think it is. I think it's the toe of the uh, boot. Yeah, turn Which seven, is, the toe of the boot. Yeah, it's kind of blind there, so it's, it's awfully tricky there to, to it's awful. determine when to re try and rejoin the racetrack because there's so many cars here. He's not going to get that all the way around. He's going to re have to reverse across the track. That's going to be really dodgy. Oh, really dodgy. It is one of the worst places that you can find yourself backwards on this racetrack. It's blind for the drivers headed in race direction. It's narrow, so it's hard to get the car spun around in time. And right now, struggling to get it re-fired. There it well is. Done. Off we go. And dodged a bullet there. Yeah, he's done well, actually, uh, to yeah. uh, to get through there. A little bit of fortune. There was a bit of a break in the traffic. With so many cars on the track, that's uh, pretty fortunate. Alex Prema has just gone past him, though. He still leads the race uh, and uh, will be most likely into the pits this time around. 21 minutes and 42 seconds remaining, so another minute and a half. And these, the laps around here are 1 minute 48 last time around for Prema, so I would expect him to duck onto the pit lane this time around in car number 70. He's out of turn 10 right now and headed towards pit entry. Makes the commit line down in the apex of 11, stays driver's right inside that yellow line. And Primont, your leader overall and also in the Pro-Am category on pit lane. Yeah, and he's got about 15 seconds over the second of the Pro-Am cars, which is Mark Miller. He will be in. Uh, momentarily as well. Right, be well. No, about eight seconds behind him was Andy Lee, third in Pro Am, uh -oh. and then behind him is Cole Lofsgaard, also in Pro Am, yet to pit. So the 12 now, around at the end of 
the inner loop. Yeah, it's Dominic Starkweather in Kambatra. He's just taken over from Tyler Cook, I think, in that car. Tell you what, the leaders there were fortunate there wasn't a full course caution that came out as a result of that spin down at turn seven. <laughs> so they managed to get, get in there now and make their pit stop. So I think everybody now, yes, has made their mandatory pit stop during this race. And I think the officials in race control, Todd Snyder, um, the race director, would look at that and say, all right, even if we need to go full course caution to retrieve the car because, it, let's say, it had a mechanical problem and couldn't move, he would look at that and say, there are 30 seconds left in the pit window. Let's not create any confusion by closing the pits right now to go get that car. It's not an emergency. We can cover it with a yellow, and then if we need to, once the pit window is closed, which it now is, we could go yellow if if need be to go get that car. Yep. True that. Interesting, and I was talking about it, Jeremy, just a minute ago. I think that during the pit window, one of the most interesting times, because if you're one of the cars that pits early, when you get back on the racetrack, you've got drivers that are now unfamiliar with each other. You've got, you might have yeah. a driver that just came out of the pits and somebody else that's been out there since the drop of the green, and now there's an interaction that you're somewhat unsure of because you haven't been around that car before. Yeah, that, that is absolutely a factor. Uh, and you know, if you're driving solo in this race, all of us, you'll see this, the car that you've been perhaps on track with earlier on. Now it's got a completely different driver aboard, and that, that certainly can be uh, rather disconcerting because uh, Carl Marcelli in, in that lead car, number one, he's got about five seconds over Ryan Norman who's moved up into second position after these pit stops. Well, what will be second position next time around when they come around because they've just completed their 15th lap, which is the same lap on which Alex Prema came into the pits while leading the race. And Kyle Marcelli now enters the inner loop as the number 70 just headed down that way. So Marcelli takes back over the lead when it all settles down. He'll be back up in front. And as you said, about five seconds five and a half seconds over ryan norman behind him so all of this worked exactly as we thought it would and now prima has handed over to his teammate and so i would expect a little different pace and you would um, compared to a driver like alexander prima when you're jay logan you've got something to aspire to you're probably just not going to be on par with him today yeah no no i mean he's still he's still learning uh, he's done you know, very little racing uh, in, his, uh, in his short career so far. His, his uh, young son has probably done more racing. He's racing in the open-wheel ranks uh, starting at the, uh, at the moment. Uh, is uh, Brady Golden. Uh, and uh, Jay, all he's done really is some, some Sprint Cup challenge, uh, although he's actually leading at the moment the, uh, the Cayman series in the Porsche Sprint Cup challenge. So he's doing some racing, but done a lot of races at the Thermal Club in Southern California in a whole bunch of different classes, but uh, certainly you're yeah, still very new to these Lamborghinis, which yeah, it's not an easy car to hop in and be competitive right away. So well, no, it's not, and you've seen, you've seen world-class drivers from all different disciplines come into Lamborghini Super Trofeo. And I won't use the term struggle, but they, there's certainly a learning curve that goes with this car. Well over 600 horsepower. Oh, and a big problem Whoops. coming out of turn Ooh. nine back onto the short course. 41 involved as the 14 as well. Yeah, the 41 is Paul Nemshoff, who's taken over from Mark Miller. Number 14 is Slade Stewart, who's relieved Andy Lee in the Sparkle Farts car number 14. So two Flying Lizard uh, teammates there getting together at turn nine. That won't go down very well with team principal Darren Law. No, it won't. And we talked about the toe of the boot being the last place you want to be turned around. Well, I'm not sure turn nine is much different. It's blind up and over the top of the hill, and it's the 41 that goes around, and Slade Stewart does a great job of avoiding it, but he's got to come off the throttle right into the middle of his cornering load there. That's going to transfer weight to the nose, give those front hand cooks a big grip, and around the back end comes. Yeah. Good news is he has got going. Get lost a lot of positions, though, uh, and so it's, it's Jay Logan who still leads in the Pro-Am class. Fourth position overall now, and Gianno Torino is up in the third position. He's only a second behind Ryan Norman. That's the uh, number 84 car in second position. About four seconds behind Carl Marcelli. He's got a pretty handy lead coming out of turn nine on his uh, 17th lap, just over 15 minutes remaining. Here is the battle for second and third, uh, uh, who are 
yeah, just about in his mirrors. And Gianno Torino is pushing hard. He went 48.5 last time around, just within a couple of cents of a second of that car's fastest lap of the race. And another problem Oops. for the 45. We saw this just a little while ago. Damage to the front end of that Lamborghini Huracan Super Trofeo Evo. Not exactly sure where that is, but Tosca around. Gets it going again. That's at the exit of turn eight. It is, yeah. The, 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 these guys. Uh, is there a corner? We haven't seen a spinner yet. <laughs> but uh, but the Not good news is two or three, you know, and I don't I don't want two, three, or four. No, I don't want to see a spinner there. The good there. news is uh, it's been only a couple of, sort of minor incidents so far. Nothing major. A uh, little bit of some damage, and mainly caused by I think by impacting the tire wall there for Chris Tasker's car number forty-five. He's able to keep going. He might be headed for the pit lane actually, just to check that there isn't any more serious damage. Well, and we were talking about some of the best drivers in the world coming into this series and these cars being, having a steep learning curve. There's a lot to get your hands around, your mind around on this car, the way it breaks the aerodynamics. It, it obviously has good aerodynamics, but nothing like a GT3 car. It's some 10 to 15 miles an hour faster than the Lamborghini Huracan that runs in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship in GT3 trim because it has much less aerodynamic downforce. There it is at the top of the screen. Yep. Just gets loose coming off the corner. You see those, yep. that telltale skid mark from track out all the way to the inside. Yeah, I sort of remember Richard Petty saying many years ago, got, got behind on the steering on that one <laughs> uh, and loops the car around. But no harm, no, no, no major harm at least, but he's brought that car into the pits uh, for a check over. The, uh, the leads are all pretty much spaced out now. There's some battling farther down the field. AJ Must making some ground in column 66. He's done in the 16th position. Uh, but there has been a change in the Pro-Am class because uh, John Capestro Dubets had a takeover from uh, Tom Capizzi, who did a brilliant job yesterday to cement the victory for that number 46 team. He's uh, up into sixth place overall now is uh, Dubets. He just got past Jay Logan on that last lap. So uh, he now leads Pro-Am. Third position is Luke Berkeley in car number 42. And he'll be closing in, I think, on Jay Logan as well. And you look back to Am, where Anthony McIntosh leads in his pre Precision Performance Motorsports Lamborghini Palm Beach entry. And then Afir Levy leading in LB Cup. And for John Capestro de Betts, a great season last year. Steps into 2023 with a new co-driver, and I don't think they've lost a step at all. Impressive throughout the season. They, I believe, took over the points lead yesterday uh, with their win and their pole position in yesterday's race. So struggle a little bit in race one at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca where they started from the pole, but won race number two, and then the win at pole yesterday has moved them to the top of the charts yeah. in Pro-Am. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they were on course to win that opening race of the season until they were involved in a, a fairly major accident on the last lap, which really wasn't uh, Tom Capiz's fault at all. So, uh, redemption in, in race two at WeatherTech Raceway and, and a brilliant drive yesterday. I mean, JC John Capestro did a brilliant job in the early stages of the race, uh, but Tom Capiz more than held, held his own in the second half of the race to bring home the victory. Uh, and uh, today... Tom Cabezzi drove you know, a, a nice steady opening stint. He was running in 15th position, but right now, uh, John Capestro de Betts has got that car up into uh, 6th position. They made their stop at the earliest possible op opportunity after 11 laps, and JCD has got his head down and moved his head way ahead of the other Pro-Am contenders. Lamborghini Super Trofeo, always exciting. Exciting here at Watkins Glen. Brian Till and Jeremy Shaw with you. Ophir Levy leading an LB Cup out of the bus stop one more time and pressure behind him, the number 50 right there. Wilgus wants another win. Mark Wilgus has been spectacular over the last couple of races and right now really beginning to put the pressure on Afir Levy, trying to take over that number one position. He is undefeated, Wilgus yeah. is, so far this season. He wants another one, Jeremy. Uh, it's very cool. I mean, these two have been nice to tell I think throughout the entire race, including their pit stops. So uh, the, the pressure is on for Ophir here. He, he, he's, he's come close to, uh, to, to good success 
in the past. Uh, he's had so far a couple of LB Club class wins, uh, generally sharing with other drivers. Oh, but, there it is. Oh, and he looks to the inside. Quite. Oh, he looks inside, and I thought Levy was going to sh- shut the door, but he left it open a little bit. But I think also Wilgus went, maybe I shouldn't be here, and backed out a little bit. If he had stayed aggressive, he may have taken the position. And if he had stayed well, aggressive, they both may have been up in the fence. So probably the right thing to do. Still have 10 minutes to go. Well, yeah, I, I, and that, uh, that, that car right behind him, the, the black and green car, that's Fred Roberts, who's for looking for third position in the class. So the top three are side-by-side side as the uh, the race leader, I think that is, uh, Carl Marceau, just putting a lap on them uh, as they uh, go through turn one, the red car, red-white car. But cost, that cost Fred Roberts just a little bit of time to those two leaders in the LB Cup class. Yeah, right now, Marcelli wanting to be very careful. He's got three seconds over Norman. He can't be too careful, though, because that lead is going to get shut down very, very quickly with the traffic that he's now catching in front of him. Another lap car in the mix. Yeah. That's Marcelli like- down to the inside. Door gets shut. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and uh, Ryan Norman is definitely closing in. He's not far behind at all. He's right there, isn't he? Yeah, pretty much. Because uh, Mark Wilgus closing the, keeping the door shut there. No way around for Carmel says so you have to go around the outside at turn oh, six. That's Norman in the black Lamborghini with the orange highlights. He's now right on the rear wing of Marcelli as they go through the toe of the boot. He's used that traffic. Marcelli wanting to be careful all the way from turn one up through the S's down the back straightaway. Really got mired in that traffic, and that has allowed Ryan Norman to close down from three seconds to right on the rear wing of Marcelli. Yeah, Gianni Torino is not too far behind either. He kind of radiates. Uh, he's, uh, he's got a little bit of lap traffic between the two of them. But uh, the way they go right now, maybe he's going to have the opportunity to close in on these two leaders. We've got a race on our hands. All right, Jeremy, let me ask you this question. We talked about this racetrack and how hard it is on the tires. Yesterday, Kyle Marcelli ran a pace, handed Danny from all a car that he was very, very quick with in the end. Did Danny Formal not return the favor today? Does Kyle Marcelli have the tires to stay in front of Ryan Norman? Because Norman is right there. Well, yeah, I mean, last lap, last lap time for our race leader, Kyle Marcelli, was a woman at 53.3. Uh, he's, he's been lapping in the mid 48s, uh, and he's lapped in it was a 47 immediately after the pit stops. So it cost him six seconds on that last lap trying to negotiate those LB Cup cars. Uh, and so that gap has diminished to, to next to nothing. And only a couple of seconds behind them, just going past off here, Levy up into the uh, inner loop, is the red, white, and green car of Giano Torino, one of the stars of yesterday's race. Wow. Giano Torino is wringing the neck of the 88. You could see how aggressive he was on the brakes into the inner loop. And now Marcelli, he's got his hands full with Ryan Norman. This is the time you've got to put the laps in. He has clean racetrack in front of him. The 99, the next car in line, is exiting the toe of the boot. They're about to enter it. And for Kyle Marcelli, if he's got some tires underneath him, he uses he needs to use them. Yeah, he does. Uh, and I think you know, he will have been con- relatively conservative. He knew he wasn't under pressure earlier on. But, uh, you know, Ryan Norman, he's their, their teammates, of course, at Wayne Taylor Racing with Andretti Autosport. And Ryan is is new to this class of racing this year he's had uh, success he won a race in indy lights a few years ago then the last couple of years he's been driving in the michelin pilot challenge with brian herder autosport and one of the hyundai Velosters. so to go from a, a front drive the hyundai Veloster to a rear drive very high horsepower lamborghini is no easy task but ryan norman has uh, worked hard to gain from the ex- from the experience of his teammates danny formal and carl marcelli and now he's going to pressure Kyle and see if he can't force a mistake from the Canadian. All right. Kyle Marcelli using the clean racetrack to his advantage. Two-tenths of a second, exactly two-tenths of a second, faster than Ryan Norman that time. Can he do it again? Can he continue to build that lead back that was lost with the traffic? It's really interesting dynamic there. Marcelli, Norman, Torino, the top three in pro, working through the top three in the LB Cup category, we saw Afir Levy, Mark Wilgus, and Roberts 
embroiled in their own battle. And so we had literally the top three in pro working through the top three in LB Cup. They all made it through, but we've got just over five and a half minutes to go from Watkins Glen. Yeah. Man, uh, Marcelli's wide there. Yeah. Yeah, he is, isn't he? I mean, Real he's, wide he's at not, the entry. He's not pulling away at all, is he? From uh, Ryan Norman, just two tenths of a second between them on their last lap. And that, that last lap was only about three tenths away from Ryan Norman's fastest lap of the race. So he's gone to school here on Kyle Marcelli, and he's pushing him hard. Any, any slight slip here from Kyle, and uh, Ryan Norman is going to be looking for the win. Looking at the attitude of these cars right now as they close in on the lap car, the number 99, they need to work past that machine right now and get through there cleanly with as little hesitation as possible. Jeff Courtney behind the wheel there, a very experienced driver, should know that those are the leaders and should let them through easily. Gets stacked up a little bit, does Marcelli right there, and Ryan Norman may have a good run off of turn 11. That's his Jeff plan. Courtney not doing Kyle Marcelli any favors at all. Right. Marcelli's through. Now Ryan Norman has to deal with him as he gets checked up at the apex of one. Yeah, that cost him uh, quite a bit of momentum there, didn't it? Uh, that's unfortunate for uh, Ryan Norman. Hurt. Oops. That's Tiger Tari who's had a spin. Is that? And it's interesting, the rear wing over the guardrail there. What's going to happen as he pulls away? That's at the exit of the inner loop. Yeah. Our leaders just now coming into the inner loop. Here comes Kyle Marcelli, the first bright red Lamborghini in the shot. And as they come through, ooh. We can see what happens there at the bottom of the screen. Boom, into the wall. And then the rear wing is going to go just up and over it. Kind of hung right there. It'll be interesting. Hopefully it stays on. It'll be, yeah. I, and I'd, it'll be interesting to see the leaders came through and Ryan Norman trying to work past a lap car in front of him as they went past that incident. And I, I hope that he worked his way past that lap car after they got by the incident. Yeah, that's a good, good, good point there. In uh, in the other classes, by the way, John Capestro Dubet has got about ten seconds over Luke Berkeley in car number forty-two in second position in uh, Pro-Am. Uh, and Luke Burke is sharing that number 42 car with uh, Kion Tandon. In the Am category, it's Anthony McIntosh, who has taken over from Glenn McGee and maintained that lead in car number 69, running in ninth position overall. And just ahead McIntosh. of McIntosh. Yep. yep. Sorry, Jeremy. I was going to say McIntosh and McGee looking for their first win. They've yeah. had every other step on the podium this year and a pole in today's race, but they're looking for that top step. Yeah, they are. and uh, it, It's been a really good uh, transition for these two in that precision performance motorsports team. They were second behind their teammate, David Staub, yesterday, who, drive, who drives solo. And David currently running... Uh, Uh-oh. That's a problem for Ryan Norman. I was wondering what happened. It was 2.4 seconds the last time at the line, and that was odd because it was only two tenths before. A lot of smoke out of the back of the number 84, and Norman off and uh, saw a lot of fluid yeah. when he stopped out the front. That tells me somehow the cooling system seems to have been affected probably by a stone or something like that hold the radiator and engine has overheated ryan norman out at smoke i believe is just simply steam from the overheated v10 in the back but what looked to be a potentially dramatic finish just like we had yesterday gone literally up in smoke with that cooling system problem for ryan norman yeah, it'll be the white flag this time around and as uh, as uh, Carmel suddenly negotiates turn 10, then turn right-handed into turn 11. You'll see the white flag this time. And uh, in uh, second position, Gianna Torino is not too far behind him, uh, probably half the length of the front straight. So unless something dramatic happens to Carmel I think he's looking good here for a, uh, a fourth win in succession 
for himself and Danny Formal. Defending series champion uh, are, uh, have just started this season absolutely perfectly. You believe in momentum in racing, Jeremy? Yeah, they have it, don't they? They really do, and it's one of those intangibles. It would be three for three for JCD and Tom Capizzi if they can come home with the win in Pro-Am today after Capizzi with the spin and win yesterday. And for Kyle Marcelli, his run to the checkered flag, and I'm certainly not giving it to him by now because anything can happen in motorsports, but his run to the checkered becoming considerably less dramatic than his teammate had yesterday. True that. And, uh, yeah, you talked about that spin and win yesterday for Tom Cabeza. Yeah, I'd forgotten about the spin because uh, even after that spin, he showed really, really good pace. He was unfazed by it at all and held off some pretty quick guys in the closing stages of that race to cement that Pro-Am class win. So now for Kyle Marcelli, it's just... Three more corners after this as he exits turn eight, the heel of the boot back onto the short course. We talk about momentum in racing. Lamborghini Palm Beach has had a spectacular weekend and it's just getting better here at Watkins Glen. Wayne Taylor Racing with Andretti Autosport consistently putting fast Lamborghinis on the racetrack. And for Danny yeah. Formal and Kyle Marcelli, four for four, Fourth win of the season here at Watkins Glen. This duo has their sights set firmly on another championship. Yeah, tremendous effort by both of those two. And uh, into second position there goes that Italian liberated car of Gianna Torino. A lap down of Levy. I think he's going to come away with the win, uh, perhaps uh, over Mark Wilgus and uh, Fred Roberts, who are still right to nose to tell those three cars going through the final corner. Ophir Levy shakes off bad luck that he had at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca and yesterday takes the victory today here at Watkins Glen. Lamborghini Rancho Mirage and Forte Racing powered by U.S. Racetronics will celebrate. Good stuff. Another yeah. great Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America event here at Watkins Glen. All different types of stories throughout the four different yeah. classes. Yep. Including a change in the last couple of laps in Am. Here is the number nine car of uh, Wesley Slip and Tyler Hoffman, who's driving the second stint of the race. Wow. He put, yeah, he got past uh, Anthony McIntosh uh, a lap ago and has now pulled away. A really good run there by Tyler Hoffman and Wesley Slip. That'll give them the, uh, the their, their first uh, win of the season. Tyler Hoffman started on the pole position at at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. They finished uh, in second position then, but now are going to come home for their first win of the season. So Glenn, Ma uh, Glenn McGee and Anthony McIntosh have to settle for uh, second position again. That's three second places and a third for them. But you look whereas at the David Starr finishes in fourth position, that should be enough to, uh, to maintain his championship lead just. What? And that's what I was going to say, Jeremy. When you look at pro and pro-am right now, I'm not great at math, but I can pretty much figure out points in those two categories because of the performance of Fromal and Marcelli in pro and DeBets and Capizzi in pro-am. They hold on to the points leads there, but the other categories, yeah. big changes this weekend. Well, yeah, I think Dave, David Saab, I reckon, will lead uh, Anthony McIntosh and Glenn McGee by just one point leaving this uh, second event on the schedule. So the round four completed, as you said, uh, in, in pro. Carl Marcelli and Danny Formal still the, the perfect, almost perfect score. They didn't have the pole yesterday, uh, but they got the pole today. So uh, that's uh, a total of 62 uh, points, uh, 63 points out of a, a maximum 64. So they will continue to lead in pro. In pro-am, as you say, John Capestri and, and DeBets and Tom Capizzi will continue to lead uh, handily there. Uh, David Starb was just lead in uh, in Am and in Lamborghini Cup. The first win today for Ophir Levy, but with a second position for Mark Wilgus. His, his win streak comes to an end at three, but he will still have, hold a handy lead in the LB Cup category. A very familiar sight, the number one Lamborghini Huracan Super Trofeo Evo in victory lane as Kyle Marcelli climbs from his Lamborghini. 
Big celebrations for Wayne Taylor Racing with Andretti Autosport, Lamborghini Palm Beach. Where is Danny from all? He, he will be there to drink champagne shortly. I am sure sometimes the season just goes your way. And right now for the number one, it is doing just that. But we still have plenty of races to go. Jeremy Shaw will be back with me at Road America for the next two rounds of Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America action. You think it was exciting here? Make sure you stay with us when we go to Wisconsin as the Raging Bulls will attack four miles of brand-new asphalt there. We'll see you in just a matter of time. So long, everyone. Thanks for joining us. This program is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.